Hello, language enthusiasts, and welcome to The Language Worker, a space to talk about the people involved in the language business in a broad sense. I'm interested in finding out how their training, work experience, and their passion for languages has shaped our guests' professional and, of course, personal lives. Join me on this journey to explore the multiple and unpredictable paths one can follow when we are involved in the magical world of languages. Paula is an Argentinian translator who is a real specialist in reality shows. A lot of her projects feature the LGBTQ plus community, and that is why inclusive language is such an important part of her work. It was so cool to meet Paula, who is not only a translator, but also a tattoo artist. So today is, is a new day, obviously, and it's a new situation because it's the first time I'm recording a podcast episode on a Sunday. So this is true. We're recording on a Sunday. And so Paula, my guest, suggested that. And I was like, oh, man, why not? <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, it's totally fine. We just decided to go for it because, as you know, in this podcast, the idea is that anything goes. So whatever makes you more comfortable and happier, this is what, I, what I'd rather do because I don't want you to be like on a Monday. Oh, man, I really didn't want to be here. And now I have to. So if you want it on Sunday, Sunday will be the case. So I will just give you a few minutes to introduce yourself and we'll take the conversation from here because this is actually our first conversation ever. And ever. And we have already been talking for like half an hour. Now we have been talking for 25 minutes. However, <laughs> I have not asked many questions because I will save the questions for now. So who is Paula? Paula is a lot of things, but right. since, this, uh, <laughs> since this is a, a translation-related, uh, well, LGBTQ yeah. language-related, okay, so I yeah. will say, I will start by saying that I'm a translator, English-Spanish translator, mm -hmm. studied uh, in Argentina, uh, specialized in audiovisual translation and accessibility, mm -hmm. and I... Currently, I don't do as many subtitles as I used to because uh, you got to know me because of the translation of RuPaul mm -hmm. and Queens of the Universe and many gay shows, queer <laughs> shows. <laughs> yes, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I'm also a tattoo artist. Uh, I am a rookie guitar player. Um, I'm a loyal, passionate friend, and I am a migrant, so <laughs> take it from so there. You are originally from Argentina, and you lived yes. in Argentina most of your life. And But you now live in this Basque country, is that true? Yes. Is that what I read? Yes. <laughs> Random <laughs> what life throws at you. Yes and no. When I was in Barcelona, of course, I had a lot of Argentinian uh, friends because it's mm -hmm. actually normal for you to eat the empanadas and have your Argentinian friends and, you know, the whole thing. Yes. But, so I thought when I realized that you were in Spain, I thought you were in one of those Madrid, Barcelona things, because also that's all my, my very specific knowledge uh, goes in that mm -hmm. direction. But then I was like, oh, she actually lives in the in the best country. So that is itself. <laughs> I had to be unique. <laughs> so uh, yeah. why, if it's not too personal, and if it is even better? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like you already. Yeah, you can ask. Yeah, so uh, why would you move? Was it recently? 
It was actually almost a year ago, just almost. Ooh, and that's recent. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've been, I mean, I was in Argentina for 33 years, my whole life. And mm -hmm. I moved here a year ago, let's say, with my best friend, who's also part of the rainbow community. Great. Uh, and we immigrated here and actually we didn't know where to uh, land. And <laughs> we were looking for volunteering jobs to have a smooth land. And the best opportunities were uh, in Donosti here. So that's how we chose the destination. Then we fell in love with the place, the nature. People always say that Basque people are cold and very close. You know, they, they, they have close squads. They are, that's true, but I love them. And they have treated me with the utmost respect. So I am all... Of course, Basque. I, I believe oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> no. My mate with all the Basque references. Exactly. We'll talk about this mate too. <laughs> I don't know much about, but I know uh, about it. But I know that all Argentinian people have it all the time. So, what about the language when you got there? What happened? Um, do you speak in full-blown Spanish? Do you yeah. are you learning Basque? Do they try to talk to you in Basque, or they immediately recognize you as a non-Basque speaker? What happened? Do you wear like a sticker? No, can, no Basque spoken. I don't know. <laughs> can you can you believe me? Um, could you believe me if I said that they actually think I am Basque? Oh. But then I start talking, and they immediately know that I am Argentinian. Uh, but yeah, because of, I think, the piercings and the tattoos and the stereotypical look uh, and the so resting beach face. So you look like a, a typical Basque. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the bands. You can Google Basque people later. I don't think so, but they they have confused me with their own. Okay. <laughs> so okay. no, no, there were no barriers. They all speak um, Spanish here. Don Donosti is like... San Sebastián, you know, the, the film mm -hmm. festival, it's very um, touristic, but in the in the towns nearby, they, they speak Basque more. Mm -hmm. And, but I have learned a few words, a few things, but since it's not in Duolingo and it's so difficult, I have tried to learn and Basque people- be insane. <laughs> yeah, so interesting, but, I should um, I should uh, invite a Basque person. So if you have a, a reference of someone who's interested totally. in languages and all of that, or works in languages or subtitling, whatever it is, doesn't have to be subtitled, then I would I would appreciate yeah. that reference because that's that's a really special thing. So we, I yes. should I should talk about. I'm gonna that. think about it. Uh, like yes. uh, who who to invite? Yes. <laughs> okay. Thanks. So then you started. You studied your thing, and did I see that you also studied legal translation or? Uh, I am a sworn translator mm. in Argentina. The university, the, cor the course of studies uh, lasts um, five years. Mm -hmm. And then you can choose in, in the National University of La Plata, La UNLP. You can choose, when I graduated, you could choose three uh, main fields, scientific, technical, legal, and literary translation. And we went for final. legal. It it was the easiest final project. <laughs> What's so sure about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that time, in that context, oh. in, with my teachers. Okay. Um, I just wanted to, you know, 
get the diploma it was five years and just start working in mm. what i want like focus on what i what i wanted which was audiovisual translation and you mm -hmm. didn't learn that at university so yeah. it, it was the same for me um <laughs> i i the the most similar thing would have been literary translation but mm -hmm. it took the longest the, it was the longest <laughs> project so i got my diploma and luckily i immediately started subtitling and yeah. that's where you also gain the, the experience makes you better you know mm -hmm. also so um, in the beginning what, what kind of uh shows because i uh, i mean fr from what i've seen you have been doing all sorts of you know very maybe other things too but what caused my attention or what called my attention was obviously the more pop thing mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So did you start by translating that type of material or something different like movies or series or, you know, medical series or legal? <laughs> what didn't I translate? Damn, <laughs> I, I worked for <clears throat> Discovery Channel and uh -huh. MTV and then Netflix. But and well, yeah, I have done many movies like uh marvel disney mm -hmm. and it was all mixed up that's what kept it interesting like yeah. one day like during shark week i was expert an expert uh of in shark topic related issues and then the following week you mean shark you know, tank, right you mean shark tank <laughs> no 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 literal sharks oh literal shark, shark week oh, the animal discovery. the animal yes <laughs> See, my head is already <laughs> <laughs> then the next week they were like okay we have this uh new season of property brothers and i am an expert uh designer and architect suddenly you know so, <laughs> so anybody so who knows me cool. knows that i'm guilty of watching anything and everything <laughs> <laughs> all so, at the same time well when i realized that you were doing a lot of pop shows and of course i came to you because uh i actually started to ask my community on linkedin if they knew someone who had been somehow involved in subtitling for one of my i would say not one i would say probably what i think it's the most difficult show to subtitle on earth this is my idea okay <laughs> maybe you're like i didn't even Hi, know <laughs> expectations for me now <laughs> go on uh, so I'm like I'm like obsessed with watching like I told you episodes from everywhere but of course especially the Americans or American ones um from a linguistic point of view it's just absolutely insane to translate I believe any reality show because I mean especially if they are you know more Kardashian more family more blah 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 because it's very unpredictable that's also yes. why I like that kind of stuff. So I, I actually, those are my studying bodies, right? That's what I do these days because I'm not living in an English country, speaking country anymore. So I have to to keep it fresh, like I said. So that's what I do. So I'm like, I'm studying, I'm, I'm studying, I'm, I'm watching the Kardashians because I need to. <laughs> but you have a point there and your English is very good. So fluent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really, that's really what I do these days to, to keep it current I think but it's also because I enjoy the whole mechanics of uh that kind of pretend reality conversation <laughs> right you've done have you done catfish or did I see yes so I, I also did. love <laughs> it's the best catfish. MTV show like yeah, current you know I I am an old soul 
uh, a hard rock fan and for me it's a disgrace that mtv is now all reality like you know crap i loved the good old times with music videos but um if we're talking about modern times catfish is the best thing mtv has to offer and (laughs) yeah 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 and so and actually i wrote an article i think it's on linkedin too Mm -hmm. about queer identities and catfish and in the catfish Mm -hmm. show because i have noticed i was in charge of uh translating season three onwards Mm -hmm. so you have seen the evolution yes and it's so interesting because at the beginning there were not many uh lgbtq plus uh related episodes or issues let's say between inverted commas and then you started to see all these queer catfishes that (laughs) that yeah that catfish people because they wouldn't know how to come out or they were Mm -hmm. scared of expressing themselves and it's so sociologically interesting and i see a lot of people that actually come out as whatever they are you know whatever mm-hmm. they are uh yeah. their, their identity in in the show actually because it's yeah. like they need that that help and also mm-hmm. the, there's also a new type of episodes i think where a friend can reach out to catfish and ask for help for a certain friend and that's usually a lot of uh that's uh, at least one that i have seen recently and they had a friend yeah reach out to the to the crew in order to help this other guy obviously mm-hmm. one of the problems is that he was not out and all of that so i guess right. the, the subject is really 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 always you know in there in many many episodes and probably bringing it once again to the to the forefront in the in the mainstream so that's yeah. really relevant so you tend to is it your choice <laughs> Is it your preference? Is it because of your experience or your interest? Why have you done so many shows that even if they haven't started, you know, (laughs) so focused on the LGBT community, they have evolved in such a way that they are now, you know, encompassing the whole of, of the multiple faces of the community? I made them gay. Apparently, no. <laughs> they started out mainstream <laughs> and then I gayified them. No. Uh, um, I think like like it happens in many cases when you start uh, working in a in a place where nobody knows you. You have to earn, you know, that space in a way. And at the beginning, I had really crappy shows, uh, shows that didn't uh, like, yeah uh car shows don't say car shows. shows are crap i love all i love cars. I, I love top gear but i had the crappiest shows most boring <laughs> and like you know medical mm-hmm. um not botched 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 mm-hmm. i yeah. watched that all i know all of it <laughs> like the crappiest second third version of butch you know that like not with those very well-known beverly hills doctors right right so <laughs> then that's how i started then when they got to know me and i got to learn more and i had more experience over the years and they liked how i worked and that i worked fast because that's a key in the audiovisual world and the deadlines right. <laughs> they liked it like for example i would do the MTV Awards overnight, uh-huh. like they would send it after they were aired in the States. So that was like midnight in Argentina and I stayed up all night and I had to deliver it in four hours without a script, you know, 
Wow. Oh, yeah. Those are are not scripted, obviously, because they yeah. are happening. Mm -hmm. So most people, like, that was my thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, they liked how I worked, so they started paying attention to what I liked. And also they got to know me and they knew that I was... So when you say they, um, is it always the same company you worked for or did you work for multiple companies that they means the several companies that you worked for? I started with uh, one uh, very popular company in Argentina mm -hmm. that I am going to... No, 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 don't worry about that. No, 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 just don't, you, don't have you to. Can, you can do your research, but... Yeah, don't worry about that. Um it's not about them, it's about you. <laughs> uh, yes, so they is that company or then mm -hmm. other companies that I they also got to know me, but they mm -hmm. uh, is... But you uh, work mostly for Argentinian companies. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, up until a year ago, and now I'm trying to figure it out, and that's another whole episode of <laughs> yes, emigrating. I, know. I mean, when I was in the States, <laughs> that's when my subtitling career happened. <laughs> because it was very circumstantial I was in in the Hollywood area you can say that I mean if, if you don't know LA let's call it that cool. so I was in that area and uh, they wanted someone on site for a lot of the activities that didn't necessarily mean uh, the subtitling itself so the QC and then one last step I was really lucky, I guess, that I was there. So there was one last step that I would be called in all the time to do, which was to be in a pretend movie theater environment. So they had a smaller version of a movie theater in uh, in the Technicolor uh, studios. Mm -hmm. And they would call me and I would have my popcorn. I would have my chocolate. I would have my script in a small light. And then I was free to either watch the whole movie or just in take notes, or just to stop the movie and talk about whatever I thought it was a problem. So that was a pretty good... <laughs> nice job. That was a pretty good job. And sometimes I actually had to go to uh, studios like DreamWorks and things like that. I remember going to DreamWorks, I guess, for Shrek, for also the, the last uh, QC step. So yeah. then over the years, I have been in and out of it, doing all sorts of things that might show up or not. Usually not so uh, current movies, things like that, which I, I enjoy. It's it's fun. But more recently, I came back to being interested in that uh, side of the language work. And I finally got my hands into a bit of a reality show recently. So, uh, <laughs> so that's I, very I, interesting. Yeah, but none of the ones that we have been mentioning because it's, it's actually brand new. So it's never been out. It's first season. <laughs> Okay, okay, cool. I, I, I can, I want to tell you something about reality shows. Um, wait, uh, I love our synapses, like our minds are all over the place. I love it. So to finish that story, because maybe this is useful for anyone. Yes, of course. Uh, when they get to know you and you mm -hmm. express you, yeah. what uh, yourself with the PM, the project manager, anything, anyone in charge of that company, you know, you have a relation because I tend to build relationships with people. Yeah. I don't just send the email. Here's the subtitle. Bye. Mm. I'm like, hi, how are you? And I send a meme. I don't care if it's not formal or whatever. And you also need that because it's such an intense line of work within the language, yeah. right? If you don't have close relationships, because I mean, you, you have to have a lot of flexibility on both sides, I believe. Yes. So they got to know who I was, that I was bisexual, that I was 
an activist that I liked this, 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 and this, that I spoke uh, inclusive, non-binary inclusive language in Argentina with E, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's another thing, like, how can you be a translator and you are, are, you are against the Real Academia Española? Okay, well, this is why <laughs> language evolves and is social construct and yeah. So they know, uh, they knew every, every relevant thing about me and every time they had a gay thing ah. or an inclusive thing like that's when, how they would come to me. Yeah. It was a gay magnet. <laughs> Uh, so... That makes sense because I mean, there, there's there's nothing better than being interested in what you're doing in such a way that you do your own research for your own personal reasons, yeah. and then you yeah. just apply it to work. That becomes yeah. like a bit of an ideal situation, mm -hmm. right? Even if if you're open to other shows, obviously, why wouldn't you? But I guess that it's probably important for you as a person to also do that type of activism, right? I would always, because then something came up in any kind of show, like a, a mainstream uh, heteronormative show, and they would use a concept or a word wrongly. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it would damage the community, like it would be misleading mm -hmm. and misinformative, and you would perpetrate a, like a harmful, uh, mistranslated concept. So I would always tell the PM, then they would do whatever they wanted. Yeah, so then... The, the editor or like it, it was not up to me completely at the end and maybe uh, MTV didn't care they wouldn't put the E or whatever you know uh, when it came out on TV mm -hmm. but, but I tried informed. to do my best yeah so, mm. they were informed right so. yeah so that that's I think that we should always pick up um, and that was another thing that I think why they they said Oh, uh, we have a new cartoon for kids from Cartoon Network, and it has a uh, non-binary character. Paula, please, would you be interested? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I would always say yes, even if they paid little to nothing, because it was like my passion and my mm -hmm. activism and everything. And then after 11 years of passion and activism, I got tired and I quit and I moved away. <laughs> Because you give you, so much. You quit, you you quit is not true because you still yeah, do well, the same, don't you? <laughs> true, true. I, I quit that company. Yeah, okay. That's, that that's, that's different. Yeah, another thing. <laughs> yeah, so in the midst of all that, mm -hmm. you came across this show of my preference. <laughs> uh -huh. This uh, RuPaul Drag Race. Let's talk a, a little bit about why I think, as I told you before, that it's probably, if not the most, one of the most difficult shows to deal with from a linguistic point of view mm -hmm. so it's it's drag race is obviously a, a contest uh, to find the best the supposed best drag queen in a specific country so it started in the states and it's now a franchise as they call it i'm using their words yeah. um in the uk in canada in australia so the english-speaking countries and then you already have versions in Spain. I've already watched that uh, all of the seasons that they have uh -huh. available, three or four, I guess. And mm -hmm. then they have moved on to other countries all over the world. So there's going to be a lot of people with the the task, <laughs> the subtitle from many language pairs into many language pairs, all of this uh -huh. very particular way of communication because there's a lot of... Um, words that are probably more well-known in their national LGBTQ plus blah, blah, blah communities. Mm -hmm. And 
my thing is when you are translated into translating into your language, which is not really into your language, it's into your community, your language community, right? Yeah. Your linguistic community, because you're translating to a country. You're not translating to people who speak X. You are translating to a country, right? And there are many views and all of that. I mean, how do you convey that message knowing that there are things like sachet away yeah. <laughs> or sachet, you stay like yeah. the, the two most iconic uh, expressions that you have. One is when a drag queen has won the links, 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 lip, lip sync, lip sync. Thank you. Lip sync. <laughs> there you go. Battle at the end that they always have. So the, the winner Here's the words "chante," you stay, and the loser will uh, hear the words uh, "sachet away." So, this yeah, is about what it has to do with ballet or something? I've I've searched it with a friend. One of them has to do with ballet, something like that. So they do it because of the sound, because they they do it because it sounds funny and it's very iconic and all of that. So not even focusing on on those two particular ones because they're like insane. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm wondering what kind of work you have to do in order to be prepared to understand that even the wording, this, the way that they structure the sentences, the way that they're make, making their jokes with so many references that are usually full-blown pop American culture or even Americana. I mean, how do you yeah. even remotely deal with that? Yeah, I'm fascinated by this show for many reasons, but one of them is just that linguistically is insane so i'm like i yeah. need to talk to people <laughs> who have been dealing with this with dealing with this in real life situations so what happened yeah. wow then what where do i start <laughs> and you see we are undervalued uh rupaul translators <laughs> now that i think of it my um, idea is to bring them to the mainstream so that good. people understand <laughs> Uh, how to deal? I'm gonna try to simplify. It's a very good long question. Whatever you want. But I'm gonna try to simplify <laughs> it in my mind to uh, enumerate uh, many things. So first, mm -hmm. how do we translate those difficult, very iconic, pop relevant words? First, I think that if you're gonna accept uh, a, that a task like this please don't be ne negligent. I, you don't need to be gay or queer to translate a queer show, but you have to be, you can be a straight girl, whatever, but be informed. Mm. And I think there are a lot of fans of the show which who uh, have better translations than some, I don't know, cisgender dudes that have no interest <laughs> whatsoever in the topic, mm. for example. Hmm. Uh, and they take it, you know, lightly and no. Uh, and it's so important that now that um, I come to think about it, Pedro Pascal, you know, Pedro Pascal, oh. uh, he's in, uh, he's a meme now. He's in The Last of Us. He's like the sugar, the current sugar daddy of the internet. And he's like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the world has a lot of daddy issues. Um, he even said <laughs> slay you know there's a there's a reel of pedro pascal saying slay and for me that's just such a drag word yeah um that i believe that those words 
sachet, slay, um, eleganza, those should Eleganza be... is travaganza. <laughs> that, that should be kept as a borrowing. That's my opinion. Then you have, when you translate for these big companies, because uh, Rupal, MTV, they are not going to come to a, an individual freelance person. They are going to a company that has their team, their stuff. So uh, that company has protocols and guidelines, mm -hmm. guidelines, and you cannot say certain things and you cannot, in, for Rupal, I couldn't uh, swear a lot, for example. <laughs> right. So, so lots of things are going to be missing and lots of things are not going to be funny. And I know that, like I do my best. There are lots of puns. It's super complicated. You can't always keep the, the, the rhythm, the sound, the, the mm -hmm. cacophony. Yeah. You can't always do it. I mean, um, you have to the... constantly choose between, I guess, like you say, the mm -hmm. sound of it, the funny part mm -hmm. of it, or the message. <laughs> right and i prefer the message you know uh most of the times because activism and i think it comes first then the sound um well it, but then you have songs and that show also has musicals and oh it's it's everything depends on context like that should be my written in my grave when I die. No, oh, yeah, because they actually reference other episodes, other seasons, even within a song. So this is mm. insane because I'm sure there's not a lot of things that you can work on that have these features. Because just yesterday I was noticing as I was watching an All Stars episode that they were referencing certain drag queens and certain sentences from those drag queens that came along in the show in other seasons yeah they refer to their names and i mean and sometimes like pork chop is was referred a lot in this uh which i'm watching now season three of all stars yes. and the thing is they refer to her or yeah her but you have to kind of refer to them oh this is better um but you yeah. have to kind of understand who they're talking about and how do you even notice sometimes even if the context is very strong that you're talking about one particular creature that exists or one particular mm -hmm. you know entity or person or whatever they are or a persona let's call it that so yeah. it's very very complicated if you don't have a lot of knowledge of everything that has happened how can you mm -hmm. even remotely understand what they are talking about so did you did you you told me you have translated some more recent seasons I mean, I, I was a fan before, but already when I, when they got to me, I translated season 14 and um, then I translated some specials and something of All-Stars and Queens of the Universe. And then when they, they wanted to keep on sending me this, I, I quit. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> but I have analyzed the show before. I actually mm. wrote a... A, a paper with a friend just for fun, you know, <laughs> not getting paid, but writing about RuPaul feminism and translation. Oh, we need to reference that then in that's, the YouTube channel. We should have okay, the link and all of that so that people can read it because I'm going to read it. I need to read it. <laughs> I will send it to you. Yeah. Um, yes, it, it also talks, we wrote about how dangerous it can be to, um, mistranslate something like for a whole community mm -hmm. and uh i would binge watch rupaul before that so i knew that if 
they said choices that was already a catchphrase from a character from previous seasons yeah but if you are not a fan and you mm -hmm. don't have the time because this is another myth you have as a translator people ask you also oh, you have to see the whole season before doing one episode Okay, I don't know if you have like Hermione's uh, time traveling thingy, but I don't have the timing. When do you watch? Sometimes it's, it's impossible and you just have to do a little bit research yeah. and then start. So you, if they give you season 14 of RuPaul, you're not gonna watch the whole 13 ones before. <laughs> yeah, are you some kind of artificial intelligence and you haven't told me? I don't know. So um, because I, it, because if time is of the essence in all types of translation wor uh, works or projects in the world, mm -hmm. when it comes to subtitling, right? I guess it becomes a lot more insane, right? Yeah. It's just yes, that it usually I, I sometimes I understand why. Like if you talk to me about MTV, I understand. But sometimes I wonder why it's such a standard in the subtitling industry or audiovisual materials that you have only super, super short, limited amount of time to deal with the whole series when the series has been recorded for only knows how only God knows how many months. And why mm -hmm. is this always such a subject? Because it's always, always a problem. It's like a lot of people don't even get into subtitling, don't even experiment with it or try to work with it. Because they already know, because it's known in the industry that it's mm -hmm. going to be a rush job. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. very stressful. Uh, yeah. But I think that has to do with uh, everything being instant and immediate now. You know, people want to watch it now, and people. Um, the new season came out, and all of the episodes come out at once now. Usually, yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. thing that changed yeah. over yeah. the years. So we we hire three translators to do it in one day so that that uh, rhythm can go on you can keep up that and rhythm. i guess that's, that's the fact that most people not people in the industry necessarily because in the industry i guess everybody can recognize where the problems are because they're a bit the same across the board but a lot of the the, the, the community of watchers wonders oh my god the quality and this could have been like this it could have been like that but sometimes i i, I Think of myself, I'm, I'm thinking about the person who's doing it and mm. knowing the time constraints that they have and other things. It's not only time, it's the fact that yeah. you only have those characters that you can use and yeah. the, the, the time, the, the number of frames, the, the images that you can see per second and all of that stuff is involved. And if you want, if you need to focus on a thing like a sachet away expression or something like that, which you cannot immediately come up with, with a solution, right? Mm -hmm. If you, especially the people who had to deal with in, in with, deal with it in the beginning of, of times, right? When they started. Right, so right. Like, because what happened the first time that the show came to Argentina, Portugal, it doesn't matter. They were like, mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, <laughs> right? totally, totally. <laughs> because now at least maybe, maybe you have a glossary that translators did or you can uh, get informed, like just Google a quote, see how they translated it on Netflix, yeah. ask, like go on Reddit, go on forums. There's the RuPaul Wikipedia, um, oh, ask, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, there's oh, the Wikipedia for everything. I don't know everything. what I'm gonna do with my Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you see? <laughs> it was a good idea, this Sunday thing. I know. Chill, chill. Uh, um, but I, 
I would ask my one of my dearest friends, uh, Natalia in Argentina. She said, "If I am a fan, like she beats me. Like um, <laughs> she knows everything. I don't know where she, how she has the time to know all of this shit. She's a, sh a Gemini, so uh, I would ask her, <laughs> hey." What about this word? What do you think? Because I think mm -hmm. this and that. And she was yeah. like, yeah, good point. But also this and that. And there's, well, just talk to This people. is the problem I have Research. with it. So this is what I would, would want to see for most shows. I say any reality shows um, has this type of problem. But in specific shows that are more and more present, more and more common, I think the idea would be to have people talking about it because I don't think that at least not from my mind, from one mind, it's really, really hard to get one good solution in such complicated, linguistically, obviously, uh, situations, right? I don't see mm. how one person, I can only imagine you being isolated at your house, at your desk, and yeah. you're going to be like, oh my God, what we, I don't know. I have no idea. What, ref, what references do I have? What can I do? I mean, this should be open to discussion in, in like, real roundtables with all the people involved, even from many countries, because you have different views and you might help each other and all of that. And I know it's probably not a common practice. Yeah. I would love now, to see it. Uh, I also wanted to tell you when you said for one country, in my case, it was for the whole Latin America. So it's ah, like Latin America. One version, one version for the whole. Uh -huh. It's a hybrid language dialect. So oh. it's you cannot use the Argentinian's word you know. Uh, oh. You have to use a mixture of Mexican and made up uh, things. You know, it's a ah. whole different issue. For more countries, that's another challenge. Uh, because in the, the Argentinian gay community, queer community, we would use the borrowings. Like when I went to see the, the drag quiz, uh, RuPaul's drag queens uh, that came to dance and perform in Buenos Aires, mm. and you hear people talking. We say sachet, we say slay, and we know what we are saying because, because mm. you know, we we. <laughs> it's part of our terminology. <laughs> yeah, because we have access to it. Yeah. Or most people in Argentina, uh, the media, and the, the the most people that consume that kind of show know English. So uh, mm -hmm. there's the balance. But what do you do? I mean, if you translate, it's for people that don't know English usually. So what do you do? Um, and I always go with borrowings because also you're talking, the audience is so broad. Mm -hmm. It's from Mexico to Argentina. I didn't know that. I, th I thought it was like each their own because, I mean, there are huge differences. I mean, it's huge countries. So I, yeah. thought, I thought you would only translate to the Argentinian audience and not no now oh, that's insane yeah now that there were some um shows that MTV wanted to experiment on and they uh said okay this new reality Paula can you do it in Argentinian and it was like yes I was born to do this, to do this. <laughs> I, I usually was and I had so much fun because Argentinians we have the best insults and <laughs> the okay. best, yeah, no, no, we're so creative uh, when we're mean also. Um, but there's in the Spanish speaking world in audiovisual translation, you have like Spanish from Spain translations. Mm -hmm. And like here is, well, that has it, it their, their advantage, that has its advantages. And then you have Latin American translation. 
right which is more mexican mm, yes <laughs> yes i was a project manager for quite a few years and the, yeah of course that's usually the reference you have us spanish mm-hmm. <laughs> then you have <laughs> latin american spanish usually we we would go with mexican and then you have spanish for, for spain but i'm like i understand that you have latin american spanish for certain types of situations But I am now in shock that you tell me <laughs> such a show. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I For sure, it's going to have to do with money and economical reasons. Yes, like, of course, of course. yeah. Like, why will, will, I, will we bother as a huge company to do the same thing with so many? Ah, no, it cannot be bothered. Latin America has so many countries. Yeah, Let's yeah, just do exactly. one language, invent one language and pay that translator as little as you can so that we can go on making money. That's how I picture it in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I picture the conversations that they have. <laughs> <laughs> Now bring me my whiskey, yeah. <laughs> so I see that you're always in search of like serving the community in a linguistic way. I love that, right? Yeah. So you work for a company called... Rainbow translators, translations. Translations, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, need, I need to get in, in touch with those guys to talk to them and then, you know, just have a little conversation. <laughs> yes, I was mentioning. Yeah, for sure. But what happened there? Why do you think, since you're not a part of the company, as in you didn't create it, so I ask you, as, mm-hmm. as someone who obviously thinks about these things, uh, do you feel that there is really a need for a company in this case that specializes in uh, LGBT related subjects or approaches. I don't think it's a subject, right? It's more of an approach. Mm-hmm. If there's a need for us to have mm. LGBTQ focused companies. Uh, companies. companies that focus on that specific community. Yeah, I think, I don't know if need is a word, but I think it's always uh, useful and um, relevant and beneficial because mm. every company should be inclusive right so it's there there shouldn't That's be distinctions <laughs> but like i cannot think are there macho uh companies for example like why don't we need to ex- make it explicit but sorry you just broke my brain with the word need You know, um, well, let's take it in whatever do. direction let's say you do. want. Let's, let's take say it we in. need it. Yeah. Um, but I think that these kind of companies, Rainbow Translations, and uh, I know the, 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 the guy in charge, and I know that he's a good hearted, amazing person. And then he's... from the point of view of the client, let's look at that from that perspective, that clients would prefer to hire such a company because they feel more confident okay. in the way that they will yeah, definitely. handle their content. For definitely. Example. Like if you are a gay app, a queer site, um, mm. an organization focused on this, it's going to be, you feel more comfortable, um, safe maybe. With your data, because we're talking about data, and that's mm-hmm. important. Yeah, of course. And also, you feel that they are competent enough to mm. do a better job than other. Mm. I yeah, 
Yeah, because I guess the need always comes from the client, right? I, I can have my great intentions, but if there's no need from the client point of view, then there would be no point. You know, I can have okay. all, all my dreams of making whatever happened. But I guess, so you feel like the clients, because in terms of content that you translate, do you feel like it's very, very oriented towards the, the, the community? Or is it more things that because they want to make sure that the community is included, then they will have people who have been thinking about this or dealing with this uh, in their real lives? Mm. Can I say both? <laughs> 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 uh, yes. No, it, it's difficult to because if you have a show and you don't know what it's going to be about, how it's going to develop, it's not scripted. You don't mm -hmm. know what they are going to talk about. And nowadays there's LGBTQ plus content in <laughs> lots, in lots everywhere, even in mainstream movies, yeah. maybe pinkwashing, maybe intentions apart, you know, but they, there's something. So uh, that's why I believe every company would benefit from uh, having conscious people mm -hmm. on on their teams and doing the research well. But then now, if we're talking about specifically queer companies, mm -hmm. there are lots of specifically queer organizations and uh, researchers and linguists and everything. So that's that's an easier approach. I mean, easier to to find your provider, supplier, client, like. Um, like you're openly it. doing one type of thing and you're openly doing one, one type of thing and then you match and you feel like this is, should be a better match for you in terms mm -hmm. of you know, what you're going to get as a result. I'll let you go off the hook of the whole, <laughs> what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And let's talk about something that I was really happy with because I always say that my intention with the podcast is to showcase the life <laughs> yes. of people who work in, in languages and you are not only a translator, you are a tattoo artist too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because <laughs> we have to have a plan B. <laughs> and if I ever think about having a tattoo, a Madonna tattoo, right, that, that we discussed, then <laughs> yes. go all the way to Basque country to have it done by you. Yeah, or I'm going to go to Portugal again. <laughs> yes, there you go. Everybody wants to come for their vacation. <laughs> because you have friends in Portugal, so it's natural that you want to come. So, yeah. yeah. So, what's the story with being a tattoo artist in the midst of translation? How did it happen? Uh, it happened because uh, I've been drawing forever, like uh, mm -hmm. since since I can recall. And my brother once said, hey, what about, why, why don't you start tattooing? And I said, okay, good idea. And then a week after, <laughs> I went to, I went to like a um, seminar um, in Buenos Aires and to see how to get started. And I bought my machine gun and I started doing it. And I got my own mentor in La Plata, my city, and I started and I found that's how I found a new passion and I and I liked tattoos and I had tattoos done so I appreciated the the art of it and when you get into that word you appreciate it even more and it becomes a vicious circle and then you say oh, I can also earn money from this um you know I started tattooing friends as everyone usually does <laughs> and myself and now I am thinking about just pivoting to that and 
um, I have some translation tasks here and there, but I'm thinking on focusing on yeah. tattooing and as a main thing. So if they have ink masters to, to the <laughs> title, because <laughs> I watch that. <laughs> of course you do. I, I do. I sure do. <laughs> when they're available, I'm watching them sometimes even more than once. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> it's, I'm studying. I'm studying. I have to know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good not excuse. I'm studying. Yeah, I have to keep up. Yes, but you don't want to watch a show with me. Come on. Ever since I was a little girl, you don't want to watch a show with me that's subtitled. No, 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 no. Why? You <laughs> criticize the way it's subtitled? No, I don't, criti no, don't criticize it, but I talk about it the whole show. <laughs> that's always been the case. Yeah, that's always been like a thing. that it, I've always done it because it's so interesting to me. And I would record the shows when I was... 13 or so growing up as a teenager I would record the shows that were interesting to me and just watch them over and over and over and over with the dictionary and a notebook and all that oh, such a little nerd I love it oh that's terrible and we, <laughs> I mean that was that was all I wanted to do because I was never artistically inclined or anything so I don't have those I cannot draw I cannot paint I guess <laughs> anything so this has always been my thing and it's you know pretty much my whole life so if they have Ink Master episodes available, you don't mind because it's in the it's in the same field. <laughs> I would be studying. Yeah. You see? You see? It's exactly my case. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm not thinking about getting one, but if I ever do, I'll talk to you first. We'll have a discussion and we see what the best idea is for us. Paula, it was amazing to get to know you. Same. This is our first meeting. Let's yeah. See. Probably not the last, but definitely the first. And we had a, we had to start somewhere. And it's been amazing to hear someone who has been dealing with this uh, linguistic uh, situation uh, in real life. And you have to deliver a product. So you have to do your translation. You have to do your subtitling. So it's mm -hmm. pretty amazing. I see that you're the girl who actually works on the shows that I watch the most. <laughs> so we have awesome. the same references. If we're going to have a conversation, <laughs> other people might not even understand if we go full-blown into our drag races and you know all of those things that are so nice mm -hmm. and are like taking you know new ideas everywhere and it's great to be a part of it so this is one of the reasons why I wanted to to talk to people who are involved in such a deep way because it's it's very deep people don't understand how people who don't work in language uh, related jobs don't understand how deep language work can be how philosophical how cultural and how psychological right because the words need to come out of your own brain right yeah. in the end you're the one receiving it and you're the one you know making it uh understandable for other people so there's a lot of yeah. responsibility in that and sometimes i think um, are not also, aware of that. yeah and also if you don't say something that's also very meaningful because yeah. you're invisibilizing Mm -hmm. uh, a whole culture so you have to be very aware uh, of the words that you use or don't use mm -hmm. so yeah exactly. that's a whole psychological panorama so many For things sure. <laughs> yeah Yes, I know. That's why I say I don't, I can only imagine someone dwelling on an expression or a word for many hours in order to make it fair for everybody involved. So, yeah, yeah. so good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll let you go and enjoy your mate and the rest of your Sunday. 
<laughs> I've been enjoying it so so far. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you cool so meeting much. You. This was great. And we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Paula. Yes. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.